Good morning, and here's the news. An employee of the LBJ Hospital, whose services have been terminated, has taken her plight to the phono. Moira Mayava has distributed copies of her letter in response to what she labels as wrongful termination, retaliation, false accusations, adverse disciplinary actions, and termination letters she was served dated January 31st. Her lengthy letter addressed to the Board of Directors, Department of Labor official Ms. Kirk, and phono leaders detailing the degrading, hostile, and threatening work environment that I have endured since addressing the corruption of the leadership of the LBJ Tropical Medical Center up to the letter of disciplinary and termination dated January 31st. In her letter, Mayava documents a litany of questionable practices by the LBJ board management. These include renovations of the finance office by the chief financial officer's brother-in-law without going through the bidding process, contracting and hiring of employees by the CFO personally, including his sister to be a greeter and host to Thai nurses, and the removal of the former compliance officer and HR director so that a biased compliance team would handle a grievance that she had submitted in November of 2023. She also points to the hiring of employees using federal funds without going through the standard hiring process, the spending on the recruitment of nurses from Fiji, and an $18,000 pay increase for one employee. In her letter, Ms. Mayava also alleges that the chief operating officer was leasing her personal vehicle to the CFO with LBJ footing the bill. She said that she met with the board chairman, Dr. Malo Tuila Senga, September 13, 2023, to present her concerns about all the corruption that was going on. According to Ms. Mayava, all the accusations made in the January 31st letter of termination of her services were never presented to her, nor was she given a chance to respond to the false accusations. She presents copies of emails and correspondence to support her statements. She vows, I will continue to speak up for the LBJ employees who fear the loss of their jobs, including those who have been forced out of their positions without cause against them as career employees, including myself. The House of Representatives has approved in final reading its version of the governor's supplemental appropriations bills of $3.1 million. The first term, Fai Pule, Malayo Letalu, Melisio Gur, and Sawa Setoa Ho Ching voted no on the appropriations bill, while 14 cast yes votes. The breakdown of the spending in the House bill is as follows. $300,000 for the 2024 Flag Day, $1.8 million for furnishing, equipment, and dedication of the new Fono building, $500,000 for escape routes in Manua, $300,000 for guardrails on Tutuila, $75,000 for the Criminal Justice Planning Agency, and $125,000 for renovations to the Jean P. Hayde Museum. An administration bill which would authorize the Department of Port Administration to designate employees with restricted arrest powers as security officers has now been approved in final reading by the Senate and the House. Yesterday, the House approved in final reading the Senate version of this bill. The bill requires that before being deputy port security officers, just go through training and pass a local police academy or other federal training. Port and airport security officers have undergone training by Ernest Halleck, formerly of the Drug Enforcement Agency. The deputized officers of Port Administration may only exercise the arrest power who are on duty within the confines, control, and jurisdiction of the Department of Port Administration. During the final reading of the bill yesterday, four representatives voted no. Vice Speaker Fitue Fitu, Vailawata Amituanai, Titiali'i Vayao, Avanga Fono Vaimanga Mayava.
The 24th of next month marks World Tuberculosis Day. According to DOH statistics, the number of cases of TB in the territory has risen from around two to close to five now. To commemorate World Tuberculosis Day and protect the population, the Department of Health has outreach planned throughout the month of March. Um, this next month, March, um, we are commemorating um, the World TB Day, which um, promotes, uh, it allows us to promote and um, increase the awareness of what tuberculosis is um, on island and worldwide. And we have a few activities that we have already um, planned um, throughout the, the month of, of March um, to, to screen the public, to um, bring awareness to the services that we provide for the community, and to see um, if there are any individuals out there who are unaware um, of what TB is, and we have their services provided for free. Ina Sanana with DOH there. From Samoa. The Samoa Minister of Finance, Lauti Muiawelese Vaai, has confirmed the under-fire chairman of the Samoa National Provident Fund, Papalia Panoa Tavita Moala, will be suspended temporarily while an investigation into his conduct and the disbursement of millions is underway. Samoa Observer reports the minister said this is part of the normal process in any investigation so that there is no interference. Concerns were raised in a letter to the minister from the SNPF management about the chairman's alleged abuse of authority, coupled with a recent revelation of large investment loans to the tune of 67 million tala. Lautimuya said that there is a process to go through and a paper will be submitted to the cabinet on the suspension in terms of reference for the investigation. Anyone is innocent until proven guilty. A suspension is so that there is no influence in the investigation, he said. Papali'i was given seven days by the minister to respond to allegations raised in a letter of concern by the fund management, and the seven days expired this week. The management voiced their concerns related to allegations of abuse of power and disregard for the fund policies by the chairman. And that's the news.